Monday, a little after eight o'clock. So I want to reflect on my mother and father and the circumstances of their childhood. Lack of childhood, because again, we're a product of the Great Depression. Now, a lot of people think we know what the Great Depression was about. Well, we were taught about that in school. But did you have someone who actually lived in the Great Depression? I did. Both of my parents, my late parents, grew up in the Great Depression and knew what it was like. It was very harsh back then, a very trying time, a trying time. Think about this. We were lucky enough as young children to have a childhood. We were able to go out and interact with other children, play games, go to school, just have a normal life, a normal childhood. My parents, though, no. Both of them at a very young age, again, I think the reason why they didn't go to school is I think either their parents couldn't afford to send them to school or there were lack of schools because they grew up in the villages and in the villages it was very poor, poor area, poor surrounding, not much electricity, not much of anything. So they had to pitch in and help the family through those dire times, but they survived and they made it. But think about this, throw yourself back into that time period. Could you have done what they had done? Now I'm if I could picture myself going back to that time, I probably could say, with certain determination and conviction, yes, I could do that. I can survive what they went through. In all honesty, you would have to. You couldn't give up. When you have a family to feed, you have to make the best of it. You together as a family have to come together to support one another, to get through it. Isn't that what the family unit is all about? Think about that. Now, everyone's gonna say, how do you know all this? Because my parents lived it. And I actually had a conversation with my father. My father was the type of man when he was working, because he had two jobs back in the day, he never wanted to stop working. He didn't want to be, quote, going into retirement and do the things that senior citizens gladly love to do, like go to this, you know, go shopping or go traveling, set up a business, you know, the things that you couldn't do when you were still working. And if even if you could do them, very limited time, okay? And I think the reason why he loved working and continued to work even after the two heart attacks that he suffered from both jobs and they had him retire early, he still continued to work regardless because he liked being in the spotlight. He liked helping people. He just liked working. He never wanted to stop. He couldn't, he didn't know what to do with himself after he retired. Yeah, he could do little odds and ends and did projects around the house and all that. But to be honest with you, I think he really loved working. And I think he got that from when he was a little boy. I mean, from the time that he was a little boy to when he was a grown man, he loved work. Not many people can honestly say that. Can you honestly look at yourselves, the jobs that you do, and say, I love what I do? Not everybody loves their job, but they stick with it because it pays the bills, it puts food on the table, it takes care of the family, right? Now, not to say that you're going to be stuck at that job. If you want to, you can find another job while you're still working. But again, a lot of people would complain and go, oh, I hate my job and this and that, but it does pay the bills. And if you have a family, you have to put their needs first. So when I look back at my mother and father in the Great Depression, I think to myself, wow, imagine going through that type of life where you have to, quote, step in and help. So now let's compare now with my mother's family versus my father. My father's family, again, he was the second oldest, 
so he had to actually again his childhood was robbed his childhood was robbed so he had to physically physically work he had to physically work to provide for his own family to help out and i looked at a picture of them of him and his siblings and the clothes they wore little rags but it was something you know it wasn't as if they were you know didn't have any clothes to wear they had everything little little minute you know like little tiny amounts of food and and they lived in a home but it wasn't grand by any means but it was something for all of them but again picture your life picture your life back in the day when you were that age to think oh my childhood is robbed so he didn't have a normal childhood he didn't have schooling but he had to help out and step in now my mother's family was different so my mother again her father left his wife and children because he didn't want to be quote a husband and father anymore so now she had to step in because she was the oldest out of five she had to step in and take care of her siblings and be a second mother so she had to make sure that they got an education that they were taken care of when they were sick if they got out of line she was also you know got involved with the discipline and i'm like mom did you resent that because you didn't really have much of a child you had to physically grow up quick like be an instant grown up i don't know i think it was hard for her i think also the fact that she resented her father for leaving them that's why when I would bring up my grandfathers, I never knew him and I never met him. But if I had met him, I would want to know, why did you do that in that time of need? Why did you pick up and leave your family? Why did you do that? I want to know. Because that does not sit well with me. When I think of, you know, if you look back at a time, you go back in their history book, and you look at how families were, how they depicted them, you know, with the rags, very little food, yeah, they had a roof over their heads, but again, it wasn't like how we're living now, okay? So we have to compare back then to now, right? And again, my mother said that she likes living now than back then because back then there weren't much of the things that we rely on, like the appliances, the refrigerator, or the microwave oven, the oven, the dishwasher. She had to do things manually by hand. And as far as television, well, it wasn't... They didn't have television back there. So then how did you make time? What did you do? Oh, we listened to the radio or, we, or we'd read. Or, and it's boring after a while. You can read so many books and you can listen to the radio. But I think now she appreciated having the television because my mom was a TV buff. She would just watch her programs and the programs here in America. And it was like she was content. <laughs> and I was surprised. And then my father, again, did not want to stop working. He worked. He worked from the time when he was a young boy up until, you know, when we were born. So then you think, wow, he never wanted to retire at all. I mean, yes, he would take his trips if he had to. I think my mother and father, though, wanted to go back to Greece, to the native land, to where they grew up. And I said, but why would you do that? Isn't that a constant reminder of the pain? But I think for them, it was a history lesson. You think, well, look at us. We survived it. We got through it. We kept the family together. We kept the family together as much as we could. So yeah, they kept it together. 
and I admire them for that. I wish that I can go back into again to a time machine and just go back to that decade. I want to see my parents at that young age of how they did it. Because yeah, you can look at it through pictures, but a picture just doesn't say it. Now, if I were able to narrate a story and do a movie like that, where I could physically play, have people play the parts, and just go back to that time period, I want to really step into it and see what it was like. Can you survive? The answer to that is yes, you can. But the key word is survive. You got to be determined to get through it. You have to be determined to survive, to not give up, even when times were rough, even when times were dreary and dismal and gray and depressing. Well, depression. Look at the look at the term, right? Depression. That's a really horrible word. Great. What's so great about depression? Although now you think, okay, what's the difference between depression and recession? Well, depression and recession are different. Think about it. depression again. Families had to support themselves. There were no jobs. The stock market crashed. They had to budget their food and every anything that they had. They had to budget it. You know. Whereas recession is the loss of jobs, basically. And people had to find a way to you know make ends meet, which wasn't really easy when there's not many jobs out there. And the jobs that People who were looking for the ones that they wanted to be in were far and few between. Now, with the pandemic, again, is different because with a pandemic, this was a result of a virus that took over the world and took many lives. And, and as a result of that, a lot of companies buckled under. There were a lot of industries that didn't even, you know, couldn't maintain being or keeping, you know, keeping the business. They had to close. But then there are industries, more industries that were better, like transportation, logistics, supply chain, are the three main industries that I believe, because again, I came from one of those backgrounds, that will continue to flourish many years to come, even if there's another virus. Or and I don't even want to say the P word because again, two years ago was rough. Okay, but think about this: if you had to grow up in the Great Depression, would you be able to survive? You would have to, right? If you have a family to feed, you have to put. Their needs first. If you have children, you got to put their needs first, because you have to provide education and shelter and food and clothing, the basic necessities of life in order to survive. But when you think back, and, and again, we learn about this in school. But I said I don't have to learn about it in school because my parents lived it, and they survived it. And I look back at my father and his work ethic. Again, he was a hardworking man who wanted to give back. That's why I think I take after him. Because giving back again is the true definition of a human being. If you tell me no, it's not. No, yes, it is. The true definition of a human being is giving back, giving and giving as much as you can. Now, a lot of people say, "So, you have that same mentality." Well, in a way, I do. See, for me, I don't care about material things. Things. Think about material things. Don't have feelings or emotions, and when people go out and they have a job, let's say, what's the first thing they do when they get a paycheck? They go out and impulse shop. They buy things that are not necessary. Now ask yourself this question: Do you need this stuff? No, you don't. Do you have a need for it if you're just competing with everybody else to see who can get the most TVs, the most electronics, the most cars, the most homes? Come on now, material things, right? 
But you know what really matters in this world? People and the people who don't have much of anything. You could have all of this, but are you happy? You know, think about this. When there are people in, say, entertainment, let's give an example. Do you think all of them live glamorous lives? No. They have problems just like the rest of the world. They have bills to pay. If they're married, they have to think of their wives and their families, their children, put food on the table, give them an education. You got to think about all of that. Because again, yeah, you may have all of this money, but that doesn't mean that you're happy. I've actually come across someone who had a lot of money and was not happy. They said, I want to live a normal life and I can't. And when they look at this person, all they see is dollar signs. I'm like, isn't that shameful? When you look at someone who has all this money, that's the first thing that you see of them is the dollar signs. Now, this person didn't look rich at all. This person dressed normally, like me, new, comfortable, didn't show that they had money, but yet people still looked at this person as money. All they saw was the big dollar signs. Why is that so important? Yes, we do need money to live on, to you know, take care of the things we need to take care of. But think about this, people are far more important. And when you start putting a price tag on a person, shame on you. There is no value to a person. We are human, being, human beings with feelings and emotions. And if you start putting price tags on people, what does that say about you? Do you think that I wanna be around someone like that? No. I don't. I'll be perfectly honest with you. No, I don't. I don't like that. But I will tell you one thing. Again, picture yourself in the Great Depression. I think that when I look at my mother and father, especially my mother now, my mother's family, again, her father walked out on them. Can you imagine doing that to your wife and children? Just come out and say, I don't want to be a husband and father, and I'm not going to support you, and I'm not going to help you out, even though we are in the Great Depression. So that's why my mother, when I would ask her about my father, she couldn't talk about him. She didn't like what he did. She hated him, basically. I know, hate is a strong emotion to have towards someone, but in this case, I'm sorry to say it, I'd never like my grandfather. Even if I were to meet him and ask him that question, do you think that he would come out and say the truth? He would make up some kind of a story or make it like, oh, that's not true, that's not what I did. Yeah, to make himself look good in front of the family. Well, in all honesty, when in all honesty, he did what he did and you can't take back what you did. But why did you do it? Why did you let yourself do that? Think to yourself, why would you do that? Why would you leave your family in a time of crisis and a time of need? Because again, it was hard. My, my grandmother didn't work. She, went, she didn't have a job outside of the home. She relied on her husband to help her. But of course, he decided, nope, not going to do it. That's a shame. That's a real shame. That's like a slap in the face right there. That's why my mother had a quote, take on the role of being a parent take on the role of being a second parent. Her childhood was robbed. Her childhood was robbed. So then you have to ask yourself this question. Why in the world would you do that? Why? That's why I always wanted to know with my father, he had a hard time talking about 
his childhood days. Because again, he didn't have a childhood day. He didn't have a childhood period. He had to work. You know, and he was a young man that did a lot of things that, you know, he would allow his children to do. You know, like take up certain habits. And I think to myself, well, times were tough. You have to do what you have to do to survive. But again, there's the key word, survive. Now, I've learned a lot from my father. My father and mother, again, were the greatest teachers I had growing up. They had a lot of life lessons. My mother had her words of wisdom and inspiration. I always believed that, you know, if your parents had that too, listen to, if you're, if you're lucky enough, if, if most of you, the majority of you have your parents, really want to know about their childhood, about their, where they came from, you know, if there's anything unusual or anything that you want to know about your family, because that's a history lesson in and of itself. You can learn so much about your own family. That's the greatest thing. You can learn so much about your family. That's why I say it's very important to really study and really listen to what they have to say. They have been through the most difficult, harshest times, and look at them. They came out winners. They didn't give up. My father and mother could have easily said, I can't do this, but they couldn't. They had to be there for the family. And together as a family, because again, the family unit is important. So now you have to really keep the family together in those times. Think of it now. If my parents were alive, if they hadn't passed, and they were going through this pandemic, well, I'm trying to rethink now, how would they... My mother would follow all the rules. She would stay indoors and stay away from people. My father, he was of the notion that, oh, this is not going to happen to me. I'm immune to this and this and this. He probably even wouldn't wear a mask. He would go against it. I know my father. He was against things. He didn't believe in things. I said, but dad, look what they tell, what they said on television you need to do. And when you get to be, and I know they, they would have been up there in age and I would worry about them. I said, oh my God, they would have been landed in the hospital and who knows if they would have been able to, to, you know, to come out of it. I think that they would have both passed from, from the illness because they said with senior citizens are hard to fight off any diseases. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not the same as if it was me and you. We're at an age where we can fight off a disease. But when you get to be a certain age, when you're past senior citizen, it's a little more difficult. And that's what I said. I, I asked, you know, my father and he broke down. And it was hard for him, you know, but he got through it. And I said, you know what? I admire you because you persevered. You pushed on through. Now, he went through the Korean War, and he survived that too. See, this is what I'm talking about. Now, let's jump back in time and see what can we do. If, if it were me, I would want to go back to that time just to see if I could survive. Because you have to, right? You have to have that positive mentality. You have to fight. You have to persevere. You have to be strong. You can't say to me, I can't do this. If both of my mother and father and their families, if they said, we can't do this, they would have died a slow death. They would have let themselves get starved. They would have, you know, not been able to survive in that period. That's a hard period to even overcome, right? And you think, it could happen again. Could it happen again? It might happen again. You know what the key word is? And not everybody said to me, how did you survive this pandemic? That I had to. I was going crazy by myself. 
climbing the walls literally I'm like oh my god I don't know if I can do this a part of me wanted to just escape but where would I go I don't know any place but here you know but then I look back at my mother and father and there's your lifelong lesson they went through so many hardships before before my mother and father got married they went through many hardships by themselves then when they joined and they got married they still went through some crises and 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 things that they had to deal with but they held it together as a husband and wife should they held their family together we got through it and i remember when i was about i think i was about 2 years old back in the early 70s they had gone through in this area here a gas shortage and i remember my father said yeah we had a there were long lines at the gas station and they had a literally get gas cans and fill up the gas cans with gas so that they could fill up their cars and i'm like wow imagine if that happened again of course now with everything that's going on with this war from russia and the ukraine and how it's affecting everybody globally the gas prices are extremely high what are you going to do is it fair and this is why i said why do why do these things happen in this world why does there have to be wars between countries i am trying to understand that i will never wrap my head around that never why is it that one country has such such hatred for another country why does it want to hurt people and and attack women and children and men and kill them and, oh my god you know now i'm getting off the subject but think about this what do we need wars for why can't we come to some type of an agreement why can't we just you know have a peace treaty as they call it why does there have to be some type of crisis now again it's not just international it's here domestically everything is getting affected the gas prices the food prices it's like inflation is starting up all over again but the problem is now even if the gas prices are high people still have to go to work people still have to make a living to support their families they're not going to stop working and they're not going to stop driving you have to get from point a to point b if you're lucky enough you have a job and it pays very good money you can do that but again ask yourself this question And I'm going to pose this to all of you out there. If there was a great depression, just like what my mother and father went through, would you be able to go through with it? Would you be able to survive? A lot of people said they wouldn't be able to. I believe you can. You have to have that positive mentality. You can't be negative because when you're negative, nothing is going to go your way. You have to be positive. Everyone was always saying when I went on LinkedIn Live last year, They said, "How could you be so positive in a negative world? How can you be so positive in the world we're living in? You have to be. You can't let this to bring you down. If you have a family, you got to put their needs first. But a lot of the people that lost their jobs, they had to homeschool their children. They really couldn't go back to work and leave their children alone." most of the children were homeschooled they had to do schooling remote and to be honest with you i don't like that either i think that you cannot get a real education when you're homeschooling i think you, it's better if children were in the classroom being taught and the teacher in a virtual classroom setting than to do it from home cuz children's lack of attention well let's put it this way if you're there at home they will be easily distracted and they won't get anything done but when you're in a classroom the full attention's on the teacher right at the 
where the blackboard is and she will, you know, she will have your full attention. At home, it's hard to do that. Parents had to do what they had to do, but it was very difficult. But now that we're getting back in and they're allowing children to go to school and they're taking off the masks, now they can have a normal education. But still, you have to ask yourself these questions. It's like, wow, what is this world coming to, you know? So again, would you be able to survive the Great Depression? That's a question that has to be asked. Would you be able to survive the Great Depression? If you, if you were to go back into time, would you be able to survive? Because it's important to know these things. And again, a lot of people don't. A lot of people will say, no, I don't think I'll be able to survive. But if you have that mentality, well, guess what? You will not survive. Parents are the perfect example. I admire them. I think of them as, well, now that they're no longer here, they're my heroes. And now they're heroes up in heaven. They burn their angel wings, both of them. We should be proud. You can learn a lot from them. Again, I didn't have to learn about that in school because my parents were the prime example. They came out winners. And they survived everything else that was thrown at them. Everything that was thrown at them, they survived it. They never gave up. So my father, again, did not want to retire at a young age. He wanted to continue working, and he did. He continued working because he had to. He felt the need to. He says, you know what? Yes, I am providing my family with a wonderful life, a great life. But that doesn't mean that I have to stop working to do it. You know, and then, yeah, we went on vacation. We spent quality time together as a family. But again, his love for work, his love for helping people, for giving back, that's the true definition of a human being. Well, that's my opinion. My opinion and the definition of what I consider a human being is giving back. So lifelong lessons to be learned by both parents. And I sometimes wish they were here because sometimes there are times when it gets harder and harder. But the way I see it, you have to persevere. In this lifetime, you have to really stay true to yourself. That's the key word. You have to stay true to yourself to get through life. Because again, if you don't, what's the alternative? You're going to be negative. Again, you cannot be positive in a negative. You can't be negative in a positive world. But you can be positive in a negative world. You can. And you should. In anything that you want to do in your lifetime, any type of crisis or obstacle that you're dealing with, persevere, push through that wall. You want to climb over the wall to get to the other side of freedom? Then you got to climb that wall, but you have to do it slowly. And if you make a mistake or you keep failing, you keep stumbling, again, strength. That's a strength, not a weakness. A lot of people think, if I fail too many times, then I'm a failure. No, you're not a failure. You're the opposite of being a failure. You're a hero. You're a winner. There is no losers in the game of life. There are no losers in the game of life. The only way you could become a loser or a failure is if you label that yourself. If you call yourself that. It's like saying to yourself, I can't do anything in this world. Yes, you can. That's the key word. Yes, you can. Yes. You can, you yourself can do anything you put your mind to. Anything you put your mind to, you can do it. You can overcome. 
Both of my parents overcame the Great Depression. They overcame so many different things in their lifetime. And you can do the same thing. Now, I learned from them as an example of everything that I went through in my life. I overcame suicide. I overcame depression. I overcame assault. I overcame abuse. I overcame cancer. I went through everything in my lifetime, and look at me now. Now, am I still struggling? Yes, but I'm not letting it get me down. Every time I think I'm going to get negative, I think about the things that are going to be positive in my life. The happiness, the joy, the love, the prosperity. When you think about positive things, you can push those negative thoughts out. You don't need to have negative thoughts anymore. Banish them. Get rid of them. Wipe Wipe the slate clean and start fresh. Say, hey, look, I'm going to go into the mirror and I'm going to affirm myself. I'm going to overcome whatever obstacles come my way. I'm going to stay positive, stay strong, stay focused, be 100% or 110% rather in the game. And let me tell you something, you will win. You will get over everything that you're going through right now. Don't tell me that you're going to give up. When you say you're going to give up, then you're giving up not just on yourself, but whoever's in your life. Why would you do that? Do you want your family to see you as a person who's going to give up easily? No, you're going to continue to push and persevere and be the best that you can be. Because guess what? I believe in you. Believe in yourself. If I believe in you and you believe in yourself, that's all that matters, right? But if you tell me I can't, we're going to take out the word can't and we will say I can't. I will. I will win. I will survive. I will be the best that I can be. I will be a better version of myself. Now I'm preaching to all of you. If anybody out there is listening to me, I want you to listen very carefully. Both my mother and father overcame the depression. They overcame any life obstacles. They came out on the other side winners, and so can you. So don't come to me and tell me I can't do this, because that's like telling me you will not do it. You will. You will overcome. You will survive. But you got to have a positive mentality. Don't let those negative thoughts and emotions creep into your head. Banish them. Banish them. So I'm going to let you guys go because it's uh, almost, uh, well, it's a little after 8.30. Uh, I'm going to say God bless all of you. Stay strong. Stay positive. Stay 100% focused. Believe in yourselves. Take care.